Hey friends, welcome to episode 45 of Running with Sam and Dave. This is uh, Mike Mills. Welcome to the Daily Run Through the Bible. And we are making our way through 1 Samuel chapter 10. And we are down at verse 17. If you're reading along, if you're driving your car, don't read along, just listen. And what we are reading about now is when Samuel calls the people of Israel together to present to them Saul as their king. The people, remember, the people came to Samuel and they said, you know, your sons aren't great guys. Give us a, you know, give us a king like, oh, and they told him he's getting old <laughs> and give us a king like the other nations. And, you know, he, he's brokenhearted, but God tells him, yeah, okay, we'll do that. But here, tell the people, this is what a king is going to require from you and how the king's going to take all your best stuff and your kids and, you, you know, all these things. And, and he said, that's what, that's the price you're going to pay. And they still said, yeah, we want that. We want that. And, um, and so th this is, this is something that, that, uh, you know, you could, you could tell as you read it. Um, and if you remember that Samuel, he's like trying to get them to like turn away from this idea, like let God be your King. And God says to Samuel, Hey, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. So I was thinking about this. Um, I had a friend that I may have shared this story recently. I, I don't always recall what I said yesterday or 10 weeks ago, but I had a friend I met a few years back and uh, he had been a senior pastor at a church for a number of years. And he did something very unusual. Starting off after Bible college, um, seminary, whatever it was that he went to, he went and he was pastoring a church. And then he stepped down from that position and he went to become a youth pastor. Now, this is very strange. If you're not somebody that's really familiar with this, this is not how it usually works. The way it usually works is you graduate from whatever it is you're going to, and you you start a position usually at a, at a church of some sort, and usually you start off as the youth guy, um, the youth pastor. Um, why? Well, generally younger, inexperienced and such, and this is just the way that They've done it forever. It's, and it is kind of a strange thing when you think about it, when you read the Bible, especially like, remember we were reading through Titus in our last series about, you know, where Paul tells Titus, have the older women teach the younger women. But if you go to most churches, you're going to find that you've got some guy in his 20s or early 30s teaching the young women, which is really rather strange when you think about it. But anyway... This guy that I knew, he went the other direction. And instead of starting off with the youth pastor and eventually becoming a, a associate pastor or senior pastor, he did the other way around. And we were talking one time and, uh, and he, he said, you know, when I stepped down and said, I'm, I'm going to go and be a youth pastor, he said, all these people from the church were like, why would you want to do that? Why would you want to do that? And, and I jokingly said, well, because the kids will do it. And he's, and he goes, I know exactly. And, and what I meant, and what he understood that I meant was when you talk to kids, when you talk to teens about what God's word says and following the Lord, they'll do it. They'll do it. But when you talk to adults, you find that they don't, they make excuses. 
Not always. But this is something that I've said many times and many times I've said it to myself. And I know this is true because I know it's true of me. And that is this. People move slowly. People move slowly. We are not quick to change. We are not quick to embrace new things. And a lot of that is just we've learned to be safe and cautious. And younger people um, don't always have that same level of caution. But when it comes to the word of God, it comes to following the Lord. Um, it's often a detriment because we're, we don't do what God's calling us to do. We'll sit through a sermon and, and I've said this and I probably said this on the podcast before, but I said this at many, many a, a sermon. Um, I've said it's a dangerous thing to bring your children to church. It's a dangerous thing to bring your children to church. And people go, oh, they always look like, why is it? How could that be dangerous? No, it's a dangerous thing. Because when your kids come to church with you and they hear the word of God preached and they watch you go home and ignore it, you have demonstrated to your children that obedience to the Lord is optional. That's called leading by example. You can lead by a bad example. It's possible. It happens all the time. So why am I bringing this up? Well, Let's read what it says here. Verse 17 it says, Samuel called the people together to the Lord at Mizpah and said to the children of Israel, thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought up Israel out of Egypt and I delivered you from the hand of the Egyptians and from the hand of all kingdoms and from those who oppressed you. But you have today rejected your God who himself saved you from your adversities and your tribulations. And you have said to him, no, Set a king over us. Now, therefore, prevent yourselves before the Lord by your tribes and by your clans. So here's this day where they're getting their king. He calls them together to present the king. And the last thing he does is once again points out to them that this is not a great day. This is not a great choice. You are this day that I'm sure they're excited about. We're getting a king. We're getting a king is a day where they are rejecting God. And Samuel says to them again, the same thing that he's been saying over and over to them. And so why did I bring up this stuff earlier? Well, what I was talking about earlier was, was simply this. As a pastor, we learn that it's okay to say the same things over and over and over. In fact, Paul says it in Philippians, you know, he says, it's not, a, it's not troubling. It's not, it's not a problem for me to repeat these things or to say these things over and over again. It's not tedious. It's not a problem because for you, it's safe. And so it's one of those things that I knew, you know, when I was, when I was preaching every Sunday, I knew I needed to say the same stuff over and over and over and over because I knew people needed to hear it over and over and over and over and over because people move slow. People change slowly. People have to hear the same thing a lot of times before they'll embrace it. And I know that's true because I've seen it and because, well, because I'm a human and I've lived it. And so one of the things that I've said so many times to people over the years is you need to spend time in God's word every day. Spend time, open it up, get to know it, fill your mind with it. Well, why? Well, when you read the Bible, you find out it tells you all the time. 
to read it. I mean, it says that over and over and over, um, you know, know these things. I've told you these things, read these things, you know, write these words upon your heart, you know, um, you know, what is Psalm 119, you know, where it's got all those great lines about God's word, you know, your words, a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Well, what if you don't read it? Well, then you don't have the light into your, you know, the lamp into your feet and the light into your path. You're walking blindly in darkness. That's a bad plan. You know, how does a young man keep his way pure? Well, another, another Psalm 119 question. By taking heed according to your word. You know, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. You know, you read First John and over and over, he's saying, I've written this to you, young men, that you might this, that you might that. Older men, I've written to you that you might, you know, oh, I've told you these things that you might have peace. Well, what things? We have to read it to know. There's an amazing thing that happens when you spend your time, spend, spend time in God's word every day, reading it, studying it, meditating on it, thinking about it, dwelling on it. There's a renewing of your mind. There's a bringing back to center about what is important and what is true. It's a revealing of the lies that you are bombarded with. And I've had people that were in the church where I was a pastor, you know, for seven years where I preached that message regularly that I know from the time I got there until the time I left, that was not their practice. And the reason I know that is because they wrote me years later and said, hey, remember how you always said this? I started doing it. And it changed my life. Thank you. You know, and I'm like, praise the Lord. Don't you wish you would have started earlier? But I'm no different because I did the same thing. I heard people saying for years, you know, you need to read the Bible. You need to read the Bible. And, and nobody really ever told me why. You know, I just kept hearing them say that. And it wasn't until I started reading it on my own that I was like, oh, oh, I get it now. I see. I see how I'm able to, to judge between right and wrong between deception and truth. I see how filling my mind with the word of God has refined my life. There's a, there's a, a transformation, a renewing of my mind that goes on. I find that I'm not drawn to the things I used to be. I find when I'm in God's word, I'm not um, enticed and tempted by things that I would otherwise, because, you know, temptation is just deception. It's just telling you something that's not true about something, you know, some action or some doing something or, or, you know, some practice, whatever you, you've got this idea. Well, I just want to do that. I'll feel better. I'll, it'll make me happy. Or this is the right answer. And God's word would reveal to you that, no, that's, that's a lie. That that's, you're looking for the counterfeit or whatever. So long and short of it is this Samuel's reminding them over and over and over and over again. He's like waving his hands. Don't do this. Don't go this way. And yet they don't listen and they continue down that path. And so I guess I'm, what I'm saying to you is, you know, there are those things that I'm going to say that if you listen to this podcast often, you'll hear me say over and over again, because it's the same thing. And my hope is that you will make that daily commitment, just say, I'm going to read God's word, maybe get a notebook and a pen and keep it next to your Bible and just write down what you learn. Pick a book of the Bible and just say, you know, I'm going to read this. I'm going to read it slowly and I'm going to think about what it means. You know, I'm going to look for those those things like well, you know what what's this book about what's the author saying what what's what does the author mean you know which we've talked about extensively in the past about uh, things like hermeneutics you know the the uh, interpretation the art interpretation science of biblical interpretation anyway I could go on and on about this but my hope for you is this that that 
when you hear the word God of God shared, when you hear something and you go, that's true. When you, you know, like I'm saying like, Hey, the Bible says, read it. When you go like, that's true. So I'm going to do that. When you see the Bible says, don't do something. This will harm you. This will harm others. This will, well, then I don't want to do that. When the Bible says forgive, it, not to have the attitude of, well, yeah, I, I should. No, I, I'm going to do that. Even when it's hard, I'm going to, to forgive. Not to have the I should attitude because shoulding never gets you anywhere. It's, it's just saying like, this is what God's word says, so I'm going to do it. Don't fall victim to, I shouldn't say victim. Don't fall for that, the, 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 the same thing that the people of Israel fell for, that they had a better idea, that they had a better way. And even though God's word, God's word is being declared to them, stop, don't reject, reject what you're doing. Come back to the Lord. Instead, they just go, no, we want what we want. We want what we want. And I'll tell you this last little bit in my life. Every time I've said to the Lord, I want what I want and I'm going to go get what I want. Regardless of what you want, it is always, 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 always without fail, always been an unmitigated disaster. And I think it's probably that way for everybody because God's way is always better than yours. And when God says no, that's a good thing. Even if you want him to say yes, a no answer is just as good as a yes answer. What you want is his will, not your own. God bless you. Talk to you next time.